This is the Business of Leadership Series Minute with your host, the best-selling author of Don't Buy a Duck and founder of MarketingStrategyHero.com, Derek Champagne. We've got an awesome guest today, Eric Severson. He's a writer, a speaker, adventurer, educator, and the author of this new and upcoming book called Ordinary to Extraordinary. Eric, welcome to our show today. Thanks, Derek. It's great to be here. You've got quite a story, your world traveled, uh, quite an adventure that you've had in your life from your career and your personal life. So let's start and go back to the beginning and let's hear about some of your early days and then what got you to where you are today. Okay, so I, I'm, I'm an absolutely average person. I, I grew up in um, a suburb of Tacoma, Washington called Parkland and got, you know, C minus average in grades in grade school and ended up doing much better in college, graduated near the top of my class at UCLA, but it took me a while to get there. And and you know what? I, I A lot of people told me being an average kid with a cowlick that I was embarrassed about, you know, a little bit awkward growing up. And like I said, I didn't study very diligently when I was young. Um, and, and, and not, not everybody provided all the great support. Like, hey, dude, go charge out and make this world your place. Um, in fact, one person literally said, this is my high school counselor in my exit interview for um, uh, school. Um, what schools are you gonna go to was mainly the thing for most people. And so I said, you know what? I wanna go to UCLA. And she literally leaned over, pushed herself away from the desk and said, you'll never get into a school like that. And so I applied and I was promptly rejected, um, but that didn't stop me either. I didn't listen to her and I didn't listen to UCLA saying I couldn't come. So I went to community college for two years, excelled and got into UCLA and um, and really, really engaged with it and, and learned a lot from it and went on. So then um, I just chased opportunities that were different and that brought me around the world to over 80 countries i've, I've started three companies as well um, and done some really things that i consider extraordinary and so that's where what the name of the book is is ordinary to extraordinary because i believe anybody can do great extraordinary things if they just choose to do them and work hard towards it of course too i love to hear stories of the underdog i love to hear the stories of of what you call a regular or average person doing things. Those are my favorite stories because most of our listeners can relate to that. And most of us feel that way, right? At some time or another. So tell me, I want to hear a little bit more though. Tell me a little bit more about your travel and some of the things that you learned. I mean, traveled over 80 countries around the world, 49 of the 50 states. Tell me about some other things that you learned from different people as well as having the time to think of some of the driving forces as you traveled. Well, Derek, I think you just nailed it when you said um, two things, traveled around meeting people is one, and then time to think. I think those are two critical things that a lot of people miss. And you don't have to go to 80 countries to get it. You can meet interesting people right in your own town. Um, but we, especially with the busyness of, you know, being connected electronically um, and running around with between jobs and if you have kids with the kids, um, I think not enough people really take that time to spend serious time alone. And that's when we examine ourselves and we find out the, those deep embedded cravings that we've got to do things that we don't even know are there until we take time for ourselves. But um, for, so for my travels, um, I, I, yeah, I've done some, some, some crazy ones. I studied anthropology um, as an undergrad at UCLA um, and then also at, at grad school. And that took me to South America. Um, the first time I studied a group called the Aluku um, in French Guyana, Suriname. And then the second time I went down, these are three months each, um, I went deeper into the forest and worked with a, a tribe called the Wayana, um, a group of Amerindians. And um, I was the first non-Indian, some of them had ever, ever seen. They still hunt with a bow and arrow. They're 
semi-nomadic. And so that was a definite, you know, eye opener as far as different cultures that are out there and hitchhiked from London to Zaire. That was even before South America. Um, <laughs> got a job in Japan um, at a Green River College, opened a branch campus there in 1989. And um, I went over there to work and I was the same age as students, but I had the privileges of an employee. So that, that was loads of fun. Boxed in Thailand for a little bit and taught English in Paris, Thailand and Japan, including that trip I mentioned. And so it, it's just been literally seeing seeing opportunities and chasing them. And the first big one was Africa. And nobody, nobody again, I wasn't privileged in any, any way. I didn't say, hey, mom and dad, I want to go to Africa. I'm 19 at the time. I want to go to Africa. And they wrote me a big check and said, have fun and patted me on the bum and off to Africa I go. <laughs> I, I said I want to go to Africa. They sp said no. I spent eight months doing two things, mowing lawns and convincing them why I should be able to go. And in the end, I raked enough money to get a ticket to London and had little left. So I hitchhiked down from London through Spain, crossed Gibraltar into Morocco and ended up in Central Africa. Wow. I mean, you, you've had quite a journey and it's incredible. Tell, tell us about the mind, body and spirit connection. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I think everybody kind of intuitively knows that, that there are those things. But what we don't do is we don't consciously, I think, try and do healthy things for the mind, body and spirit. Um, and I think all three are very, very important. Uh, I meditate every morning for, for my mind. I go to church. Um, I, I believe in God. I think that's a big driving force in what uh, I have done in my life and the joy I feel in life. I meditate every single morning. And with that, I think about, I thank God. I thank God for all the great things here. I, th I thank people that are around me. I really um, just envision my future. I think about what my future is going to be like. I envision my perfect day. Um, if I have to forgive somebody, I do that. And I ask for forgiveness. So, so every morning I go through a little 15 minute guided meditation routine. And those are some of the things that take care of my, my mind the uh, and spirit both. The body, um, I've done martial arts for a very long time. And, and even as much as it doesn't have to be martial arts, um, walking the track, um, if I drop my kids off at, at soccer practice, instead of just sitting there and watching them for an hour, I'll walk the track for an hour and keep my body moving. And I really think um, most of my best thoughts, if not a lot of my best thoughts have come by doing exercise, whether it be in a gym, uh, at a track, jogging or climbing a mountain or something. And just getting those, getting the blood flowing and the juices flowing really contributes to, to my thoughts. And for my mind, I need to keep that focused by list taking and keeping priorities straight. So I, I devote time to all three of those aspects. And I think it helps keep me moving forward in a direction that I, I, I like. Hey, if you're a small business owner and you need help working through some upper limit challenges, you need a board of personal advisors, you need help with your growth. Go visit DerekChampagneMastermind.com.